0: Is there a day three quarterback that we should be excited about for Dynasty purposes? Is it Carson Strong or someone else? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus
1: Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I'm Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Be sure to give the show a follow. Hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to your fantasy football podcast so we can get you prepped for the NFL draft, your rookie drafts, and all the excitement that is to come because, Marcus, it's peak off season. And we're about to wrap up our quarterback discussions today with some pretty interesting names.
0: Interesting is a very nice way to put it. But yeah, <laughs> yes. that's a good way to, to enter the show. So we've talked about all the other quarterbacks so far. Uh, you can go back and listen to our shows on Matt Corral and, and Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett. Today we're going to be just quickly going over three other guys that are likely to be drafted, I don't know, somewhere between the third and sixth round. Uh, and let's start with Carson Strong. This is somebody who his value Kate, all over the board. Some people really like him. I saw a couple of people today on Twitter rank him as quarterback, too. There's some people in Dynasty that like him quite a bit, and they're ranking him over players like Matt Corral and Sam Howell. But what did you see in, in Carson Strong, and do you think he has any long-term Dynasty value?
1: Uh, in short, no. I don't think he has any long-term Dynasty value. But – I mean, he's uh he's a fun guy to watch Carson Strong out of Nevada uh, nice size uh, six six foot three, two hundred and twenty six pounds um pure pocket passer. So like it that that is what he is going to project to at the NFL level. He is not mobile whatsoever, which we know is pretty important for NFL quarterbacks in this day and age in fantasy football. Um, When you have some of the top quarterbacks in the league that are dual threats, Carson Strong, unfortunately, because of that and because of uh, concerns regarding a significant knee injury history, I think he's going to fall down draft boards. And I think he needs to be in the perfect situation with a good offensive line because of that lack of mobility that might limit his uh, his projection at the NFL level.
0: I mean, we could start by saying the good things about him too. I mean, you're right. The knee injury is the biggest thing. I, I think there's going to be some teams that fail him because of the knee stuff. It's it's very serious. But um, assuming that's okay, he's a pretty good down-the-field passer. Like, he throws with a lot of touch. He's not afraid to stand tall in the pocket. It's just, yeah, you're not getting a super mobile quarterback. You're not getting somebody who is going to be all that dynamic with the football. But – We've seen quarterbacks that have been statues before be successes in the NFL. I'm not saying he's going to be one of them, but it's it not be- a
1: it's not an eliminator from the conversation, no. but it's I just think that he's
0: yes. not Josh Allen. He's not Justin Herbert. The guy that I compared him to a little bit, Kate, is like Nick Foles. Could he be a Nick Foles level quarterback in the NFL on the right team? I could see that. I think that's absolutely a a
1: fine comparison. And um, anytime we make these comps, you know, I I look at, you know, if best case scenario, this player ends up like player X, what does that look like for fantasy football? And doesn't, doesn't look good, but no, you know, that's not to say that he can't, um, he's not a capable passer because. Though he is a pure pocket passer, he's he's pretty good at it. Ranked fourth in the FBS in pass attempts, uh, eighth in passing yards, seventh in passing touchdowns. Like, he got it done, uh, and I, I think
0: I just don't think he's anybody you're going to be excited about in dynasty owning, right? Like, he, I think there's a chance down the road that he becomes a capable NFL starter, and he's one of these quarterbacks that's good enough to feed the ball to his number one receiver and number one tight end. That's probably the extent of what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is sort of the projection I have uh, for Carson Strong, uh, just in terms of his career trajectory. He's not a guy that I think is going to come out and, uh, you know, necessarily win a starting job, but I do think he's going to be drafted as a backup Mm -hmm. and he's going to be somebody that gets an opportunity to start, whether that be from injury uh, or outplaying the guy ahead of him. Um, the team that I wrote down that I would kind of be interested to see, especially with the fact that they've been they've been mocked to be taking a uh, wide receiver in round one. What do you think about the Washington Commanders?
0: Oh, that's an decent offensive one. line. Yeah, uh, I like that one. I because I do think would as play behind as the fellow Carson. Li- yeah, as long as the offensive line is competent around them, I think that's the the type of team that would make sense. Right, you got. You've got a really good receiver in Terry McLaurin. You've got an underneath guy in Curtis Samuel. You've got Logan Thomas at tight end. Yeah, I think he could be a competent level NFL starter. What about the Colts? What if he is a third-round pick by the Colts, and he sits behind Matt Ryan for two or three years? Could he, down the line, be a solid quarterback for Indianapolis? I don't think that's a bad spot either.
1: I don't think that's a bad spot. I mean, does it checks off all the boxes? They've got lots of playmakers. um, They've got a solid run game too, to take some of that pressure off of, um, you you know, the, the entire situation there. I I think that um, my biggest question there would just be, uh, is there going to be a lot of opportunity there for Matt Ryan? We don't necessarily know uh, what his relationship with that team is going to look like, but it sounds like he's fitting the mold of a Colt much better than Carson Wentz did. Um, I could I definitely fit or see Matt Ryan finishing his career there. Um, it's just a matter of how much longer does he play? He's 36 years old, mm-hmm. um, but I could see him have another two or three years in him, uh, especially behind a capable offensive line where he's, he's hopefully going to take less hits um, and, you know, just be able to have a nice balanced offense like that.
0: All right. So he is currently quarterback six in rookie drafts. Not all that surprising because he probably is going to be a late day two, early day three pick. Uh, But just let's kind of slot him in to the current quarterback rank. So um, Sam Darnold is currently quarterback 34. Would you rather have Darnold or Strong going forward?
1: I'd rather have Strong.
0: Okay. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback 33.
1: Oh, um, ugh, God, Marcus, why are you doing this to me? Um, I th- I still think I take Drew Locke there. Uh,
0: okay, um, Davis Mills, QB twenty nine, drafted I think around the same spot that Carson Strong is going to go. Actually, I think very similar kind of passers coming out of college. Davis Mills or Carson Strong?
1: Ooh, um, kind of kind of interested in Davis Mills there. Uh, Um, we saw him have have a pretty fantastic rookie season, low key. Um, and I think the fact that we haven't heard the Texans, uh, really buzzing at all about quarterback, um, they said it, and I don't think anybody believed it. But they said they they like what they saw out of Davis Mills, and I think we are all just kind of like, yeah,
0: okay. I, I, be- I believe it. I, I believe man, him there's now. a times there's a times last year he looked like the best rookie quarterback, like for games. So, yeah, I, that was really just an excuse for me to talk about Davis Mills, who I think is criminally <laughs> undervalued right now. One last one, and this one's really depressing: Carson Strong or Jordan Love.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's sad. I'm going to still go with Jordan love. Uh, okay. I think I like we, we haven't seen, um, a, a big enough sample size in my opinion to completely write him off. He's not going to win a starting job from Aaron Rodgers, And we saw one game where it, he, he, didn't look like the guy, yeah, but
0: didn't play well.
1: Uh, I, it's not to say that he can't be the guy. I just don't think we've had a, a big enough track record of him not fitting the bill.
0: So Carson Strong is somebody that we're not really making a priority, but still we're valuing him as quarterback, like 34, quarterback, 35 in that range. Um, I think landing spots going to be really important here and how high he's picked, right? If he all of a sudden is a second round pick to Washington, like you mentioned, I think you're going to see his value rise quite a bit. But if he falls into day three, probably because of that knee, that's when I'm going to get concerned. So keep an eye on where he gets drafted. I'm sure we'll talk about him post-draft. But Carson Strong, a somewhat interesting quarterback prospect out of Nevada. All right, we're going to talk about two other players, Kate. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including the the odds for this week's Masters Championship, which I watched just about every single hole yesterday. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, eSports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, another quarterback that we should talk about, Bailey Zappi, who was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, the stats are incredible. Uh, he had some awesome, an awesome, awesome year this year for Western Kentucky. Not overly big, six foot one, 215 pounds, but is there anything to like here?
1: There's a lot to like here about Bailey Zappi, but uh, with as much things that there are to like, uh, there are similarly many, many questions about how his game uh, will necessarily translate to the NFL level. Uh, Bailey Zappi was a fantastic, fantastic prospect. Uh, just broke so many records. Uh, he just broke all of the FBS records basically. Uh, played at Houston Baptist, then um, went to Ken- Western Kentucky, uh, and just absolutely crushed pretty much every metric that you can crush. Yes, um, he led the FBS with uh, nearly 6,000 passing yards, 62 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Um, in that span in 2021 had the fifth highest passer rating among NCAA quarterbacks. He had the 12th highest adjusted completion percentage, 19th biggest big time throw rate. So he's putting his team in a spot, uh, that's, that's excellent. But the questions about Bailey Zappi, um, how is he going to play behind an NFL offensive line? Because He essentially had the ideal situation. He played behind one of the best offensive lines in the FBS, only saw a pressure rate of 12.9%, which was the second lowest in the FBS. So he really didn't have to deal with pressure whatsoever. Um, And that's not going to be the case at the NFL level. The questions about the level of competition in his conference, in the, uh, do we say CUSA? CUSA? Yeah, Um, sure. Conference USA. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm trying to be cool like the cool kids. Uh, But like the level of competition there, nothing to write home about. So like how is this – like we know he has uh, maybe the upside here, but how much does that upside translate to the NFL? I'm not entirely sure yet.
0: Yeah, my other big concern is the arm strength. I'm worried that his arm is just below average for NFL standards. And if you're small and you have a below average arm – pretty hard for you to be successful now i do think he's an nfl quarterback i think he's going to be a long-term backup that is a spot starter every once in a while um and can function like my comp for him that i've actually seen a couple people have now is nick mullins who we saw play for the 49ers the eagles uh the browns last year and competent right that's probably the word i would say you put him in there and you don't feel like it's a disaster Is that somebody Uh, that we get excited about for fantasy? Absolutely not. But an NFL player.
1: For sure. And I I think uh, if he is in the right situation, maybe behind a good offensive line, uh, like we said, there are all these qualifiers here that I hate putting qualifiers on these prospects. But, um, you know, if we can sort of mimic the situations that we saw um, him play in with, Western Kentucky. I think uh, he could have a real shot at success. They gave him a lot of control over that offense at Western Kentucky. Um, you know, he was able to, uh, you know, kind of audible and and manipulate the game plays, which, you know, some, some quarterbacks, they don't get a lot of opportunities to do that at the collegiate level. And that's like a skill that's going to translate um, the ability to make these defensive reads pre-snap that's going to help him out at the nfl level but again it's it's really just the question about what is this going to look like because like i don't want uh the lack of the the big strong arm and the lack of that upside there to limit him in what he does in like the short and intermediate games um like the situation that this reminds me of is like when you had Phillip Rivers in at quarterback a couple of years ago, and then you had um, who was it? Jacoby Brissett come in for the, <laughs> all the Hail, all the Hail Marys. Cause they yes. do.
0: Yes.
1: He couldn't make it down the field. Like, I don't want that to be Bailey Zappi. So um, that's probably my biggest question, but I do think he probably um, in the right situation, like he's got the health he's got. I think the brains to translate to the NFL level, it's just about will his body um, size and his arm strength match that at the next level.
0: Yeah. Somebody we're just not all that excited about, right? I mean, if you are in a super, super deep, super flex league, maybe, but I don't know, Kate, I'm just, I'm just, I don't really see it here. Uh, nothing to get excited about. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. I want to talk about one more. One more of the guy that I actually like a little bit, and that's uh, Jack Cohen. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars only contain 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and it's not even a contest. Go to built.com and use promo code lock15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohen, uh, who a lot of people like. I saw Lance Zerline from NFL.com has him ranked ahead of Sam Howell. What do you think, Kate?
1: I'm not I'm not rolling that far, but um, I, I think I know why you like Jack Jack Cohen, uh, and it, it definitely has to come back to the fact that he's like one of the tallest guys that we've talked about so far. Yes, you tall. love a tall quarterback. He well, I just it's, that's
0: nice, right? I,
1: it's I mean it's nice to have. Um, it you're not gonna you're not gonna say no. Um, but six uh, three and a quarter inches, two hundred and eighteen pounds um, was a starter at, with Wisconsin before transferring to Notre Dame. Um, and he had a good a, a good season with Notre Dame, finished the season with uh, 3,100 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, it's I good.
0: It's just legitimately yeah. good this season. Now, does that he translate? Le- I don't know.
1: That's my biggest question here. So, um, Jack Cohen, I probably watched the least out of all these quarterbacks. So, Marcus, I want you to fill in. Um, maybe my gaps in knowledge. What do you see out of Jack Cohen? And does it translate to the NFL on a, a big scale?
0: Um, no, probably not. Uh, but I, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's some things they really like. I think when he's protected, I think he can put the ball wherever he wants. I think the arm is okay. Um, I think he did pretty well when he was pressured. when he has guys around him. I think thought he delivered the football pretty well. Um, I, I don't think his deep ball is all that accurate. It's not really the strength of his game. I think he needs to be more in a West Coast offense that relies on him. Kind of getting rid of the ball quick and throwing in the short intermediate stuff. But if you want somebody to play like in a Kevin Stefanski style offense or Kyle Shanahan where it's a lot of play action, it's a lot of bootlegs and throwing the tight ends on the move and just being accurate, yeah, I think he's a a, a – Decent quarterback. I think there's some Jimmy Garoppolo vibes here from him.
1: I actually, that's a, a a nice, I, I, that, that word, or that player specifically, Jimmy Garoppolo, very interesting. And uh, especially interesting here. Like, don't hate me guys. Don't hate me for this, uh, what I'm about to say, but Jimmy Garoppolo, he has at times and not on a consistent basis, but at times He has shown some upside in fantasy due to his efficiency. Um, And, you know, whether that be efficiency from um, as a product of the offense and what they're generating there in terms of, um, you know, the run scheme and having that complement the pass, that might be the case. But uh, maybe if you're talking like a dynasty best ball league, Marcus, we're in the middle of a dynasty best ball startup draft. Sure. Not a guy that I would hate trying out uh, at the quarterback position for my my best ball league uh, for those very reasons. If he ends up in the right situation, is he a guy that I think I want to start on a consistent basis? Absolutely not. Um, But in the right scheme, definitely could have some. Some upside as a passer there.
0: Again, we're we're diving really deep here. We're talking about guys that you probably, (laughs) I mean, the guys you just that aren't going to be drafted in your leagues. That are just guys to monitor. I think the ceiling for Cohen is Jimmy Garoppolo, more likely like a Brian Hoyer type of quarterback, right? Like a guy that's a career backup. That's so doomed to play with the
1: Patriots and sign with the Patriots seventy times before. Yeah, but
0: somebody if they play. Again, not the worst quarterback you've ever seen. Uh, Not somebody that's going to be a franchise guy either. But, again, we're talking about day three options. I I just want to give one more name really quickly. Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. Um, I actually watched him last night, just kind of watching quarterbacks to get ready for today. Really liked his game. Uh, He is incredible on third and fourth down. Like, if you just need somebody who knows how to – to play in pressure and to create chunk plays when you absolutely need him. Skylar Thompson, man. Now he's got little baby hands like Kenny Pickett. So that's a little bit of a knock. He's not super big, but uh, dare I say some Tony Romo qualities to his game, probably going to be a day three quarterback, maybe undrafted, but you watch him against Baylor with a great defense. You watch him against LSU in Oklahoma. I'm telling you those three games alone match up as well with any other quarterbacks games in this class. Like he has a lot of talent. Uh, keep an eye on him at least late on later on in day three.
1: I like it. I, there I'm
0: going uh, to check this guy out. Uh, all right. So, okay. We've gone through all of the quarterbacks, uh, all the notable ones, at least one last time. Who is your the, the guy that you are going to be targeting in rookie drafts? Maybe not the guy that you have ranked number one, but the guy that you want to draft on your team.
1: I'm gonna probably be rolling with Desmond Ritter, setting at my my QB three spot right now in my rookie rankings. Um, but just a guy that I I think has so much more to offer than even what we saw at the collegiate level in terms of his mobility. Um, it, like we didn't see that unlocked to I I think the level of athlete that he is i think um in the right scheme he could absolutely be more heavily utilized in that regard um, and be efficient while doing that i think his his rushing upside could be big at the next level um if they find the the right um coach in terms of yes. scheming it up and you know i i like his arm i, I like Pretty much everything about him, I, I and I think the ceiling's higher than we're necessarily projecting because of his athleticism.
0: I agree with you. I think I don't want to say the floor because the floor is always lower, but I think a very realistic outcome for him is like a Jared Goff level quarterback with a little bit more athleticism, right? But that type of short, intermediate passer with pretty good decision making and pretty good accuracy, you get him in the right team, and you're getting a QB two that maybe eventually could be unlocked to have something more, but that's, that's the guy that I'm targeting because I just think he's such a big value. And I won't be surprised Kate, if he goes higher in the NFL draft than what a lot of people are anticipating because he just checks so many boxes in terms of production made Cincinnati into a, a legitimate championship contender, three years of production, the rushing upside, just a lot, a lot to like here.
1: Yeah. I think, um, Definitely, definitely uh, could be a huge value in rookie drafts, especially with names um, ahead of him. And most consensus rankings like Kenny Pickett, you know, everybody's going after these higher name guys. Uh, Matt Corral, who I have a bit lower than consensus. Um, I I do think he's going to be drafted in general behind these guys in your rookie drafts. I think um, he's a guy that has a a relatively safe floor who you're going to be able to draft behind some of these. Sexier named guys um that I think poses similar upside.
0: I don't disagree at all. I absolutely uh, I think Desmond Ritter is a, a fantastic value right now. Uh, if you're doing drafts right now, like we are, Kate, okay, go scoop up Desmond Ritter before his value just goes way up here over the next three weeks. So, uh that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you missed their shows, I promise they are coming back. Uh, they needed a little bit of uh, some vacation time after the long season. So uh, make sure you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can check us out on YouTube as well. You can follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty on Twitter. You can also follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys back here on Monday.